Hello, you're listening to Dear Reader, a book talk show featuring chatty librarians bringing you reading recommendations and a whole lot of book loving. I'm Justine Hanna, here with my fellow librarian and bibliophile Natalie Mason, and we are coming to you from Melbourne Library Service. Hi Justine. Hi Natalie. Today we're going to be talking about the books that made us laugh out loud and embarrassed us in public (laughs) places. We would like to welcome a very special guest to join us to talk about all things hilarious in literature. Please welcome to the microphone our colleague Coz, a librarian here with us at the Melbourne Library Service. Welcome to the microphone. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm a big fan. Oh, Oh, shucks. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're really excited about the books you're going to be speaking about today. But before we get started, we want to remind our dear readers that we'd love to hear what you've been reading. So please do tweet us at Library. that's at M-E-L-B-L-I-B-R-A-R-Y with the hashtag Dear Reader, or you can join in the conversation on Goodreads. And all the books that we mentioned throughout the show will be listed in our show notes, which will be on our Goodreads page. And you can find that via our website, which is www.melbournelibraryservice.com.au. So you don't have to frantically scribble notes as we're chatting. You can look it up later. All right, let's dive in. Let's get funny. Cos, what's the first book that you chose today in the kind of make them laugh category? Okay, so the first one that cracks me up every time I read it is called Hyperbole and a Half by Ali Brush. I think that's how you say her name. Um, and it's basically a collection of stories that she's written. Um, she's a young American blogger and the book is a collection of her stories both from the blog and also some new ones that she's written. The personal accounts are what she terms her learning experiences, in inverted commas, and also her character flaws. So it's a lot of fun. Um, The book has heaps of drawings in it, Mm. lots of illustrations that she's done. Um, They're very crude and simple. They look like they've been done on word paint. Yes, they do. Um, (laughs) And once you get used to them, they're actually delightfully emotional. So they take you through all of the weird and wonderful experiences that she has. Um, She covers her childhood. She also covers her dog who's not quite right. Yes. And she also talks about depression, which isn't a funny topic, but with her it is. So it's her honesty and things like that that really shine through. Um, So I chose this book because it's hilarious. It makes me laugh out loud every time I reread it. Mm. Um, And I think it's her honesty and her matter-of-factness that make it so funny to me. I love it when you reread a book and you still find it funny. You know, yeah. sometimes you, you read a book and you think, oh, that was hilarious, and you go back to it thinking, oh, this is going to be great to reread something funny, and you go, why did I even laugh the first time? So it's really nice to, to hear. I think I haven't actually read that one yet, but it's been on my list, and I think I'm going to have to bump it up the list a little bit. I reread it for the fourth time to come in today, and <laughs> it still makes me laugh out loud. It truly is hilarious. Yeah, I read a lot of the um, her kind of comic strips on her blog, and then when I got the book, I found myself laughing again at things. And I knew what was coming, particularly the story about when they move house with the two dogs. Yes. And the snow <laughs> and the whole, this whole advent, crazy adventure that they go on with the two dogs who are kind of codependent in a really uh, dysfunctional way. But, yeah, and, and you're right about the kind of um, the crudeness of her drawings, but you're right, once you get into her style, um, there's actually an incredible amount of detail in the, in the simplicity of the kind of shapes 
you know, the, the, the human forms that are kind of circles on triangles. They're very, they are, they are crude shapes, but it's actually a great deal of detail, particularly when she kind of stumbles into depression and is having a really hard time. Yeah. She illustrates that so amazingly. Is there something almost childlike and innocent about the crudity of it? So that simplicity yes. sort of resonates on that level, which adds another layer. Are you sure you haven't read it? Yeah. I've, I've kind of nailed it. <laughs> I've seen her comics, but I haven't actually read Hyperbole and a Half. Well, it's and a half. Yeah, it is. It's great. Five I'm, stars. I'm glad you chose it because <laughs> it's a great one to talk about and great one to recommend too. So that was Hyperbole and a Half by Ali Brosh. Perfect. Fabulous. Thanks so much, Coz. Well, I'm actually going to flip the order of my picks and talk about one because I have a segue. You just spoke about someone who was a blogger before they wrote the book. So my first pick now is Let's Pretend This Never Happened by Jenny Lawson, also known as The Blogess. So, yes. Um, now, this is a book that was released in 2012, so it's not current, but it's really quite funny. Uh, the author describes it as a mostly true memoir, which I love, and she goes on to say that the most outrageous parts in her story are actually more likely to be truer than the bits that are more believable, and I can completely believe that because my most true stories are the craziest stories and nobody ever believes they're true, not that I'm telling any of them here. <laughs> so it's basically about uh, her life and how um, it starts with her growing up in poverty in America with a father who hunted and therefore there was blood everywhere and she just thought this was normal and was also a taxidermist. And this leads to one of my favourite chapters about her father's attempts to entertain her and her younger sister with a a hand puppet that was made from a freshly dead squirrel, as you do. <laughs> and this has actually landed her in therapy as an adult, and she talks about that. And then she's also got a mother who brings up her children in a what-doesn't-kill-you-makes-you-stronger kind of way. And um, it just just leads to all these different stories growing up uh, with these parents and, and, and you know, the siblings and, and things like that. And it's just always something crazy and something funny happening. I was just flicking through it earlier today and um, just to refresh my memory and it's exactly the same. I, I flip open to a page and something funny just jumps out at you and you know, I just find myself giggling away. And I remember when I first read it, I literally snorted out loud on public transport. Mm. So that was kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, again, similar to what you were saying before because um, the hu humour in it allows the author to dwell lightly on what is actually the more painful memories of her life. Um, and as the title says, let's pretend this never happened, it's sort of the stuff that you probably would wish had never actually happened in your life if you're thinking about it seriously. But by looking at it through the lens of humour, you can sort of talk about it a little bit easier and share those stories. So she sort of skims a little bit over her anorexia, but she talks about it, which so many people don't. Um, her anxiety disorder as well, you get to hear a little bit about miscarriages, you know, again, another aspect that a lot of society just forgets about and ignores and we don't hear about. And, you know, you, you feel terrible and then all of a sudden you're laughing on the very next page or the very next paragraph. Um, I love her writing. I think it, she writes like she talks and I really like that because it just draws you in and it makes you feel part of the in-joke, as it were. So mm. that was Let's Pretend This Never Happened by Jenny Lawson, definitely snort-worthy. <laughs> <laughs> My first pick for books that are quite funny to me um, is a novel called Two Serious Ladies by Jane Bowles. Jane wrote one book, one play and six short stories, which quite frankly is not enough, but unfortunately <laughs> she's no longer with us, so I have just those parts of her uh, written catalogue to um, entertain myself with. 
if you go into this book expecting confusion and unpredictability, then you will be absolutely pleasantly surprised and you will chortle. Um, it is absurd, it is humorous, and it's really quite gloomy in parts, which makes the hilarity uh, all the more pleasant when it arrives. Um, so the two ladies of the title take trips to Panama to relieve themselves of the claustrophobia that they feel in their lives, and they are reckless and impulsive and so weird, and it's a delight to read about them. The two ladies of the title, just to give you an idea of how strange this book is, Mrs Copperfield, once she arrives in Panama with her husband, decides she'd be more comfortable and moves into a brothel and shares a room with a teenage prostitute. And Mrs Goering, or Miss Goering rather, goes on odd adventures with various men and as she moves to the next man to go on a little frivolous trip on a boat or whatnot, the previous man that she'd spent time with tends to follow her around and ask her why she's bored of him, for which she has no great answer. (laughs) And then at the end of the book, these two women come together and meet and they're both rather altered from the experiences that they've had in Panama. And one thinks they may move forward into their lives together, which just makes me so damn happy. (laughs) The whole thing is hilarious. It's not written to be funny. It really is that kind of uh, discomfort in one's own life and a desire to really shake it up. But it does so in such a strange way that you're either going to love it and laugh like I did or you're going to be very unhappy about it, in which case don't say I recommended it. (laughs) (laughs) Please take the former path and laugh your way silly through Two Serious Ladies by Jane Bowles. Mm. Cos, what's your second pick for a laughter? My second pick is actually a bit of an older book. It's um, a book by Robert Drew, who is an Australian novelist. He writes a lot of short stories and things, and it's called Walking Ella. And um, I think the subtitle gives you gives it away. It's Ruminations mm-hmm. of a Reluctant Dog Walker. Mm. So he <laughs> is basically, I think, is the member of the family who didn't want the dog got pestered into getting the dog and now is the person who takes care of the dog. So it's a bit of a dog lover's story. Um, It's very short. It's presented as a bit of a journal. It covers, um, the bulk of it is him talking about his dog, Ella, and basically all the mischievous things she gets up to and the embarrassing scenarios that she puts him in constantly. Um, daily, in fact. And from those personal stories, he kind of branches off into talking about cartoon representations of dogs or dogs that are in literature or um, random facts about funny breeds of dogs, boots that were made for guard dogs and things like that. So it's quite odd, the places he goes to, but it's a lot of fun. And um, a great example is a book he talks about, which is called Knitting with Dog Hair. Oh, and good he's, grief. Um, he looks at his breeder dog, which Ella is a German short-haired pointer, um, which, again, she disappoints him because her hair is no good for spinning yarn and making Aww. a garment out of. So <laughs> it's just this constant sort of um, journey of stories about a relationship that is just hilarious, the things she puts him through and then his antics in response to that. So he feels like he's getting revenge by writing all their stories down and publishing them. So it's just hilarious. But do you get a sense that he truly does love the dog? Yeah, absolutely. Reluctantly, though. (laughs) Reluctantly. Um, There's a beautiful part where he's talking about everyone has their Ella stories and his wife is standing over him while he's typing this book 
and she starts to protest and say that she loves Ella more and has better stories and her story is one where the dog and the baby are in the back seat and a few events happen and I won't give them away but the dog ends up with the baby's dummy in its mouth. (laughs) Um, So there's just lots of moments where as a dog owner, which I am, uh, of a mischievous dog, which I have, it just totally related to me, the stories and the embarrassment that you can have in the park with your canine friend. Mm. <laughs> so this one, every time, again, every time I pick it up, I it never fails to make me laugh out loud and, you know, embarrassingly chuckle on the tram. So that was, again, for listeners, Walking Ella by Robert Drew. Fabulous. Thanks, guys. I do love animal stories and sometimes they can just be so sad, but sometimes they can be so funny as well. And I've always had dogs too. So it's, um, yeah. A good story will do both. Yeah. It will make you feel emotion and laugh with tears. We are doing so well on the segues today. None of this was planned, (laughs) dear readers, dear listeners. None of this was planned. Uh, So my uh, second pick... is actually a book that made me cry but also made me laugh out loud and so I was tossing up whether or not to include it but um, I think one thing that's come through so far anyway in our choices is that um, humour comes from sometimes quite dark places as we cover up those or we use it to bolster our courage or for whatever reason. So my second pick is After You by Jojo Moyes. It was uh, out just last year, 2015, and it's the second, it's the sequel to a book called Me Before You. And it picks up the narrative of Me Before You 18 months later, when the main character, Lou, has had to essentially, well, she's felt like she's had to flee her hometown to get away from certain pointing fingers. Now, I'm not going to talk about the first book, Me Before You, but simply to say that if this was a podcast about books that made you cry, that would be on my list. <laughs> um, <laughs> But After You is actually a novel about grief and dealing with grief and the many different forms it can take. And it sounds terrible when I put it that way, but I found it so funny. (laughs) And it had me laughing out loud. Um, It had me with tears in my eyes from laughter, but also from the the sadness, I guess, that was inherent in some of the reasons why it was funny. So i probably not sounding probably not putting it very well, but it was really, really funny. The characters make a lot of mistakes, but they are completely relatable. And the author always seems to be able to make you laugh, even in the gloomiest of circumstances. And sometimes because you know that it could be you working in that terrible bar, wearing that terrible costume or having that terrible thing happen. Um, Some of my favourite parts are actually Lou's parents. Um, Her mum is in, you know, the first book and in some of the first part of this second book is actually quite a traditional 1950s kind of housewife mum, but she suddenly gets bitten by the feminist cause and goes to school and starts learning all this stuff. And that means Lou's dad is basically left to fend for himself. And then he objects to her not shaving her legs and he's like you could just hear his voice in your head and it's just gorgeous and basically mum storms off and says well you get your legs waxed and then come to me and I'll you know tell me if you want me to do it you know but I won't come back and I won't cook your dinner and I won't do this and I won't do that until you've experienced what it's like to be me and um and he just refuses and refuses and anyway it's really funny the characters speak really clearly to me sometimes I guess 
guess um, one of the critiques is that it's a little bit cliched. Um, I think that that's because it's actually probably what happens in a lot of households. <laughs> so for me, it just um, it made sense. I could see my parents bickering in a similar way, although these voices are a little bit more extreme. Um, you might need to read the first book to truly get all of this one, but if you did just pick it up, I think you'd still find it quite funny. It'd be lots of chuckling away in public places because that's what we do. <laughs> so that was After You by Jojo Moyes. Here's a book that made me snort on a tram. <laughs> <laughs> I like to read and listen to music at the same time. Do either of you do that? Yeah. Uh, I don't pay attention to the music if I read. Sometimes I need the music to drown out the people around me on public transport, like the yabbering, mm. the, the conversations and the snotty noses and the <laughs> coughing and stuff. So I listen to music as I read, which means that I can't adequately control my volume when I laugh out loud oh, on a, the tram. I can only gauge my volume by the looks I get from the people around me. This is a book that gave me a lot of looks from strangers. <laughs> it's called One More Thing by BJ Novak. Now, BJ Novak is an author but he's also an actor. He was in the cast of the US version of The Office. Um, he's also written a picture book called The Book With No Pictures and is quite literally a book for five-year-old children that has no pictures in it. So you've got a sense of his world for just from that description. Before I tell you about one more thing, stories and other stories, as it's called. Um, it is a collection of short stories. Some of them he, I guess, workshopped in his stand-up uh, routines. Some of them he went and did different kind of stand I guess he did stand-up in bookstores. His writing is quite imaginative. He's clever. He's weird, quite weird. He's bizarre. He's absurd. Um, he's silly. And he's actually surprisingly deep. It's kind of... Um, Pensive humour. Is that a genre? Let's call it that. It it's, is now. It is now, right? That is probably the best description of his writing. Uh, some stories go for two sentences and some of them can go for 20 or 25 pages. Um, there are a series of them that are funnier than others, but as a whole, the collection from start to finish is funny. The end. <laughs> I loved it? one more thing. One it more was thing. fabulous. BJ Novak. Yeah. yeah. It made me laugh and I loved the the reworking of some of the stories. So like the tortoise and the hare. Yes. And uh, I won't give anything away, but it was a rematch and it was so good. And I loved the two sentences or the three word stories as well. And in fact, I'm pretty sure that um, one more thing was used by Lisa Lang, who runs our story lounge here at Melbourne Library Service as one of the, she read one of the short stories from it to her group. Um, and Story Lounge, just for those who don't know, is a fabulous program where um, it's story time, but for adults. So you can come in in your lunch break and uh, go, I think it's at Library at the Dock uh, on a, the fourth Wednesday of the month and you can come and listen to a story and have your lunch and just be read to. And it's really the most relaxing thing. And yes. that was one of these stories. And in fact, I think that's where I found out about it. And I just, I laughed just so much. Perfect mm. to be read aloud as well. Mm. Yeah. Too funny. Well, I think that's our show. God, it goes so quickly. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for Cos joining us today. My absolute and pleasure. I have totally loved hearing about your books. I'm, I'm definitely going to be, I haven't read either of them, and I'm so happy because I, I love adding to my TBR pile, don't you? Mm -hmm. There's two themes with my books today. They laugh out loud and they've both got dogs. Oh, perfect. 
double whammy. Double mm-hmm. whammy indeed. So, because what are you reading at the moment? So I've moved away from dogs, okay. um, but I'm continuing to laugh. Um, I've been giggling at Yes, Please by Amy Puller um, and her stories. Again, a really honest account of awkward situations often. Um, she covers divorce and things like that in a way that made me chuckle, which... Again, it's not a topic I usually chuckle at. Um, so, yeah, I'm enjoying that. Lovely. I yeah. haven't read them yet That either, is a fantastic so book. Yeah, it's a great one. Yes, please. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's our show. You can read our show notes, including a list of the books we've discussed, uh, on our Goodreads page, which you can find on our website at www.melbournelibraryservice.com.au. We would also love you to tell us what you've been reading or ask us for a reading recommendation. You can tweet us at Melbourne Library, that's at M-E-L-B-L-A-B-R-A-R-Y, with the hashtag Dear Reader, or join the conversations that we're having on Goodreads. The glorious music that you've heard today on our program is by Ben Mason. You can listen to more of his tunes at www.benmason.com.au. Thanks, Ben. And until next time, dear reader, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.